They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, The Journey of an Entrepreneur. All right, welcome to another episode of First to Arrive, Last to Leave. I'm Erin Greger. I'm Courtney Radloff. And today we have another very special guest. We have Kate Windsor here. Kate is the president of Cadence Studios. Kate, welcome. Thanks, ladies. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. You're one of the... um, what do we like to call them? Like the 10K golden children? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. So, I mean, no hot, you know, no pro, no, just kidding. But in a good way, like oh, you've yeah. had success, you're doing really well. Um, you've got a great story. Yeah. yeah. So I know Cadence wasn't your, like you kind of came in to help really and started, ended up really taking on a huge role within the company. Can you tell a little bit about your background and where you came in to work at Cadence? Yeah, so it's a really fun story. It's um, two two paths kind of converging in the woods, uh, (laughs) as as you may have it. Um, So like many entrepreneurs, my story starts when I got laid off from my corporate job. I was on maternity leave. Ooh, what? It was like the day after my FMLA protection had expired. Oh. They call me, hey, Kate, your position has been made redundant. We need to turn your laptop in. By the way, um, you get six weeks paid severance for every, or you get one week paid severance for every year you've been at the company. So I got six weeks paid severance. I'm probably the only woman in the United States who got 12 weeks paid maternity leave because I got one week maternity leave mm. for every year I'd been with the company, six. Then they laid me off and I got six weeks severance pay. So um, the the team that I had been working with, um, so I worked in digital marketing. Uh, I had worked my way from um, like a developer to a project coordinator to, um, I, I stumbled upon this field called information architecture, mm. um, which then kind of evolved into user experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, at the time I was a user experience architect, um, basically the way that I describe it is I make websites suck a little bit less every day. Um, that's, <laughs> that's really, that's kind of what it is. Um, so my coworkers at the job that I've been laid off with, uh, they were like, that sucks. We really have too much work going on over here. We can't take care of our side hustles. So they passed me their side hustles. Oh, that's cool. And that's how my consulting business started. And um, 10 years later, I still work with some of those clients. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, It's really exciting, and I love it. And this was 10 years ago, and um, it is really hard to get remote work Mm -hmm. from strangers who don't really understand your work ethic. Contractors, consultants tend to have a bad rap for being really expensive and not delivering. And so I always make sure that I over deliver. I'm expensive, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I I know what I'm doing. I'm good at what I do. Um, So through that path, I kind of fell in love with the running of the business. Mm -hmm. Um, Meanwhile, Uh, 70 miles away in Sherman, Um, my brother is, at this point, he's like five years into running DB Sound. 
um, oh. or DB Music, I guess that's what the. So we had a he had a physical retail store oh. where he sold music equipment, guitars, drums. Um, a lot of the business was strings, um, you know, accessories, mm-hmm. capos. I know what that is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a lot of it was like repairs and stuff like that on instruments. Um, and then he also, part of that business was the live live event side. Um, this is also at the time where like the, um, a lot of cities do like summer concert series, you know, mm-hmm. yes. one, one every week, same day, same time, things like that. Um, so that was really starting to become the thing that the cities were doing. Um, so managed to get on board with that. Um, over the course of the next, I want to say like eight years, the live business grew. The store was making enough money to pay its bills, um, but my dad was working there full time and he had retired. And I'm like, my brother and I kind of agreed, you know, like dad needs to be able to enjoy his retirement. Mm-hmm. It was nice because we always knew where our parents were. <laughs> like dad's yeah. at the store. Mom hadn't retired yet. But when she was, you know, done teaching, you know, mom's at the store. Um, now we never know where they are, which is great because they're retired and they're supposed to be enjoying their their time. Eventually, it just kind of got to the point where um, my sister-in-law would call and be like, Kate, there's no money in the bank. The wow. checks are bouncing. We haven't been paid. And it's not that we didn't the business didn't have money. It was just, you know, my brother's not an operations guy. Yeah. He's really good, like most entrepreneurs. He's really good at doing the business. Yeah. He just doesn't have the brain for running the business. Um, the story I love to tell is um, when, when I look back to like high school, I was voted most likely to succeed by my peers. My brother was voted best dressed. <laughs> and that, that accurately sums up our personalities. We are yin and yang, black and white. I have no desire to do what he does. Mm-hmm. He has no desire to do what I do. And so I basically stepped in and said, I'm taking over operations. And he was like, thank you. Let's let's do this. Um, so awesome. that is how. So change the name to Cadence Studios because um, it kind of better describes our uh, our breadth of offerings because we do live events. We have a studio. Um, you know, we have a, uh, a band practice room in our office. Oh, cool. My dad's band is currently occupying it. But, <laughs> you know. That's fine. If somebody else needed it, we could like kick them out and <laughs> and do whatever. Um, so we do video, we do podcasts. We don't really do band like studio recording and mixing. Okay. Um, there are many other options that we would refer you to, um, unless you were like, no, I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is how we kind of came together. I brought the running of the business. My brother David brought the doing of the business and. We just decided that it was time for us to come together and be business partners. Um, it's really fun being on site at client events um, because uh, clients who don't know us will be like, so your husband. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 no. That's my brother. We are married, but not to each other. <laughs> and we don't we don't necessarily like look a whole lot alike. My my brother is very strong. My mom's side of the family, I'm very strong on my dad's side of the family. Um, so you can't like look at like my husband and his sister, you can look at them and you're like, oh, they're siblings. Yeah. My brother and I, m- maybe if like, you know, the lighting's right or, you know, we're <laughs> turned the right way. But yeah, that's that's how it started. So how much of your business now is 
live events versus the studio? Like, what do you, because are you doing a lot of events? It's, I would say 98% live. Okay. Well, let's say, we'll say it's 90% live mm-hmm. and 10% of it is probably video related. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I love the live stuff. I I tend to lean into the live outdoor stuff because I just want to uh, be outside. Yeah. Um, like the summer music series, um, like outdoor festivals and things like that. That's what I tend to get super excited about and just want to talk about all the time. But we do a lot of indoor stuff too, mm-hmm. fundraisers, galas, conferences, meetings, and things like that. Yeah. The AV stuff is no joke. I used to do an event. The AV stuff is like – yeah. No joke. We are the literally the first ones there, the last ones to leave there all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wear tennis shoes to set up and then you change into your nice shoes when it's go time. Like I we did uh we had a we had a day, we were at Austin College and we probably had like three different events going on at Austin College. And before the main lunch event started, I had already walked ten thousand yeah. steps. And it wow. was yeah. And and I'm totally a fan of wearing a dress and tennis shoes. I'm like, mama's, mama's going to work. <laughs> I got my heels in my bag. Yeah. I'm impressed you put the heels on eventually. Like at yeah. that point, uh, it's like, they ain't coming on. No. Sorry, so no. you're doing setup and then you're effectively running show. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so how does how does that look? What's the process for like onboarding a, a client and helping them set up the entire event? Oh, that's, that's fun. <laughs> um we get a lot of our clients through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really our main business yeah. development process. Um, you know, we've got lots of really satisfied clients. Most of the time, they will reach out and say, "Hey, we have this event that we're going to do." They'll it'll be it'll come to us one of two ways. We'll either have a group that's doing an event like on their own, mm-hmm. or we work with a promoter. And so Got the it. promoters are the guys who handle the talent. We don't do anything with the talent except support them, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so the talent comes with a writer. You'll get a technical writer. You'll get a hospitality writer. The promoter or the client, they deal with the hospitality writer, like the whole like one green M&M on a table thing. Um yeah, uh, you know, it's a real thing. It's a yeah. real thing, and it's really it, that's really just to like make sure that you read the writer. Oh, it's okay. it's yeah. Um, but <laughs> but the hospitality writer has you know like their alcohol requirements. We're vegans. We require these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read one that they requested a petting zoo. Wow, which was really cool. It didn't happen because I would have been all over, be like petting zoo. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the petting zoo? I got some downtime. I want to pet a you know a bunny or something. Um, but we get the technical writer. Okay, and the technical writer will usually come with like a stage plot. Like this is where this guy stands, and he needs these inputs. And this is where this guy stands, and he's got these instruments, and he needs these inputs. Um, just all the inputs that they need. Uh, Who's coming with what instruments? Do they need any backline? Mm-hmm. So, like, do we need to provide them with a drum and some additional amplifiers? And do they, you know, just whatever they need? Yeah. And we go through that list and we say, yes, we can provide this. Yes, we can get this. No, you don't need that much power because the venue is this big. Those types of things. It just puts into perspective the enormous amount of work that goes into an event 
not just the person showing up and singing or giving their speech. Yeah, I had no a, idea. If you have an all day event, you've got all day of people who have different requirements like that that you got to make sure. Yeah. So it it gets even more yeah. complicated. <laughs> the the bigger the act, the number of acts on the stage. So like if you're doing it festival style where, um, you know, we're throwing and going, you know, one band comes on, brings all their stuff on, you know, you've got like a 10 minute sound check and then you go. Yeah. That's a lot different than when you've got a big headliner coming in, um, you know, some of the uh, outdoor summer concert series that we do, like we start load in at noon sometimes even like 11, 1130. Mm-hmm. Um, the the tour support gets there at like one. Show doesn't start until seven. But they're working. We are working with them up until usually about five. Wow. Um, sometimes there's just a lot of sitting around. Sometimes the, um, the act will be self-contained. And so all we have to do is set up the PA. Mm-hmm. And they do all of the rest of the work. Which is kind of nice, but also kind of boring, because um, then you're just sitting around all day not doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know, just doing anything or input to get enough power. Yeah. So it's just it. Every show, every act is is completely different. So go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to ask, like, okay, so this is intriguing to me because a you're in an entrepreneur position, so mm-hmm. high stress, right? Like. Nothing. You are talking about uncertainty mm-hmm. already in your business. Yeah. Now you're dealing with tech. <laughs> a lot of times outdoors. Uh-huh. Like you are just thrown a big bowl of uncertainty in everything. So have you always been okay with uncertainty or like <laughs> have you had to learn to do stuff to deal with this? Because it's it's just you're dealing with that much tech. Something's bound to go wrong. And I know like I've even just learned doing this like you do everything you can to mitigate. Like I've got three camera. OK, camera goes out. We got another one. Right. All this stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? But uh, sometimes I've had to learn a hard lesson mm-hmm. because of that. How have you learned to manage stress and just I mean, you have to be OK with not being in control. You can control only so much. Oh, yeah. Um, I can think of I think we had three. Three big shows this summer um, either get interrupted significantly or canceled because of rain. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, one that I can think of um, was our big 4th of July show with the city of Sherman. We had Cheap Trick on the stage. Oh, Super wow. cool. You know, there were thousands of people in the audience. I don't know the exact number. Yeah. Um, they weren't supposed to go on until I think like 730. Uh, my, my parents' house is like two blocks away. So I, I rolled up at about six. I was like, I'm going to grab some dinner because City of Sherman does a great job with their hospitality. Love it so much. Get some dinner. was going to go, you know, sit in my chairs that I had set up, um, <laughs> you know, in the audience, eat my dinner, enjoy the show, do some people watching. Um, then I was going to go get set up because I also do the photography for the business. Ooh, so oh, I was oh. going to go get. I was going to go get, you know, like my camera stuff set up. They had some very specific media requirements. Like I could only shoot the first three songs and I had to put everything away. Oh. Um, so I was like, Ugh. very high stress situation, completely out of my control. Wow. But I have to tell myself, my job is not to take pictures of the talent. My job is to take pictures of our equipment being awesome. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, OK, it's OK. So 
I get a text from my brother. Show starts at seven because there is a storm coming. Weather rolling in. Yeah. Show starts at seven. I'm like, ah, throws everything <laughs> out the window. So I'm like shoving food in my face and I'm running down behind stage to get my camera ready, get my media back badge all that stuff get set up get my three songs in i'm running around like crazy person (laughs) the people in the audience are like what's going on who's this person running around (laughs) i get all of my gear set up and i'm like i'm just gonna go put it in my car because i know that it's gonna start raining here pretty significantly Mm -hmm. and i don't want to have to worry about my equipment so i get to my car um, my best guy friend is a meteorologist. I call him our staff meteorologist. And so, you know, I'm like texting him. I'm like, what's the weather situation? Um, then we've gone out like the city people. They're watching the weather. And I get back to the stage and they're like calling the show. They're like, oh, we're just going to pause it for a minute. Then 10 minutes later, they're like, all right, show's canceled. You guys, we got to clear the field. It's not safe for you guys. And then sky opens up. We've got lightning. We've got fireworks. We've got crowd leaving. The thing that you have to think about is we had 24 line arrays hanging from the stage. And we had to get those babies down in the rain. We're dealing with electricity. We've got heavy equipment. I had a I had a lid to a, a, a box fall on me. You know, we're just like running. Yeah, you can't leave that out <gasps> for the next day until like you've got so, to get it out of there. Our A lot of our equipment is rated for outdoors, but the uncertainty. Why do you think I have all this gray hair? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, but at the end of the day, it's so much fun mm-hmm. and it's so great. Like I remember our first opening event for for outdoor season and I was sitting in the booth just in my chair just you know it's hot I don't want to be out here and then sound check starts and I'm reminded why we're out there Mm -hmm. doing that because it's just I just I I get goosebumps it's you can't be live music right you can't be live music with a great crowd it's just that's why I focus so much on the live music Mm -hmm. because it's just it makes me so happy yeah I'm I'm processing the storm coming in and going and I'd be like tomorrow I'm not, that looks a little scary. Uh, how many people do you have on your team? We have two full time employees, so my brother and myself. Mm-hmm. We have one um, part time employee who is an amazing. He does everything. Um, he's he's definitely uh, an asset to our team. He's been with the company for probably about as long as we've been around supporting my brother. We brought him on as an employee um, part-time last year. Um, and then we have, you know, just a a collection of hands and techs that we hire kind of on like, you know, a gig basis, um, just depending on who we need, what we need. Um, the other thing that we do is through um, one of the promoters that we work with. So one of the, the talent wranglers, um, we have a partnership with a group in Sherman called Four Rivers Outreach, and it's a great program for recovering alcoholics and people who are recovering from substance abuse. And so we get to use um, some of the people who are going through their program. They work with us oh. as our stagehands. And so we get to use their labor. We get to learn about them and their stories yeah. and hang out with them. And they get community service hours towards the completion of their program program. So that's kind of one of the highlights of my summer. Um, yeah. You know, they get to they get to enjoy the music. They get to get out of the house. They're really excited about that. Um, yeah. 
they're really great guys too. Um, some of them we have actually had um, come back and do some gig work for us. Oh, um, we've had, you know, they come from all different types of backgrounds. They have all different types of stories. Um, so that's really one of the great things that we we've got going on too. So you, so basically you have a network of people who are skilled within the the skills that you need to be able to do electric yep. work and building, is it building stages and all of, all of it? So usually when, when you say building a stage, that has changed a lot. Oh, okay. We bring in a mobile stage. So it's like an 18 wheeler trailer and building this, like the, the, the wings go down and then the wings go up and then it goes up and it's that's what building a stage is now it's awesome. not like right bringing in platforms and setting them up and things like that um but yeah for some of the things we do we bring in a stage and turn a parking lot into a concert a field into a festival wow that's incredible because then you don't you know i mean it's great that you can have access to those people but they're not on your payroll consistently you're not yeah managing them. right right um the the nature of our work is very non-traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing the the WeBank interview, they were like, talk me through a normal business day. I'm like, there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but and and it was like it was a show day. It was a perfect example because like I'm usually in the office and available somehow from nine to five because that's when the running of the business happens. That's when right. the lawyer's offices are open. That's when the IRS is open. That's when, you know, <laughs> the accountant's doing their thing. Yep. So it was it was around noon and uh, mom and I, because we're the, the women, we're on the interview with the, the friends from WeBank. And then here comes the crew in to get stuff loaded up for the show. And I'm like, here's a perfect example. I've been here doing paperwork, all of that stuff all morning. The crew is here because their day is just starting. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to go hang out with the crew. And it's just going to be a long day for everybody. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of like the service industry yep. where Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are our go days. Sunday, Monday are like our weekends. Um, oh. So usually like, Monday, I kind of, after a long weekend, I kind of like ease into doing yeah. the work. But um, yeah, it's it's very non-traditional. We, we have business hours, but a, a typical show day for us is going to be 16 hours. Wow. That's, yeah. So can you talk about the family dynamic? Because you've, I love that you and your brother are doing mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, if this were my sister and I, we'd probably be We've killed each other by now. <laughs> uh, plus, your dad is there, like, recording. So there's got to be some involvement. I'm assuming there's some involvement. Maybe not. Maybe he's just using the studio. But even still, yeah. it's part of the business. How, what are some things that you've had to do to make it work? I'm, I'm going to assume it hasn't been smooth sailing. Like, you've had to figure a couple things out. Maybe that's not the case. But how has we, that worked? We have been very lucky that for the most part, it has been very, very smooth sailing. Um, I I don't know how that has happened. Um, I I can probably say that a lot of it can be related to how we were raised. My brother and I, we always got along. Mm -hmm. Um, He's two years younger than I am. We always, we didn't necessarily like, well, maybe we did play together because like, 
he would play baseball and I wanted to play baseball. And, you know, so we've always really just gotten along. Um, Mom and dad have actually been part of the business longer than I have. They were, um, you know, they basically gave the money to David to buy the equipment to Mm. get started. Um, You know, they were the seed funds, essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, To this day, they are still very integral in us having so many things going on at one time. Um, We are trying to find ways to help them step back from that. Um, You know, they are definitely traveling a lot more, um, spending time with the grandchildren, things like that. But it really is a family operation. Mm -hmm. So David and I are, you know, out leading the business. Mom and dad are, you know, running around doing other things. Um, But I would be remiss if I didn't also call out our spouses. Oh, yeah. We joke and we call them the trophy spouses. So my (laughs) husband and then my sister-in-law. Typically on a busy show day or a weekend or whatever, they are wrangling the children between my brother and I. We've got four kids. Mm -hmm. I've got one. He's got three. He's crazy. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's just it's always it's the family. And um, I'm very thankful for that. Probably one of all the reasons I'm in Texas still is because this is where my family is. I mean, now I'm integral to the business, but family has always been so important to us. So I just, I don't know how it goes so smoothly, but it just does. I think because we all trust each other. Mm -hmm. We had an instance last summer where we had the opportunity to buy a mobile stage um, so I did my 10KSB, you know, opportunity, opportunity yeah. analysis, you know, all of that fun stuff. And the family was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, just just trust, trust the process. Um, <laughs> and it yeah, it's like in order for us to get to the next level, that's where we need to go. However, financially, I, I it was an auction thing. And so I like I gave my brother. I'm like, this is how much money you have to spend. And once it gets past that that's all the cash we have. And I, you know, I'm not super comfortable with us spending that money. And he was like, okay. It seems as though you, you've set pretty, maybe not even on purpose, but boundaries and you've stayed in your lanes and that's why it's been so successful because there's no, he's like, I'm good over here. This is what I like to do. Yeah. And you're good over where you like to do it. And it makes it easier. But when people start like trickling over into their partner's, Um, space. It sounds like you don't have ego issues too. Like you're good over here. He's good over there. How can I support you? Yeah. Um, Like tomorrow we are doing a a drone video for Austin College. So like right now my brother's actually at Austin College mapping out the grid of where the students are going to stand and the letters. So we're going to do an A and a C. Um, So he texted me and he's like, "Um, I'm going to need you for some logistic help. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to go. Because I have to leave my house at like 6 a.m. on yeah. a Saturday. But like, okay, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but so I will be there to support him. Yeah. Um, a lot of what I do on show day is I'm the gopher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I'm the president of the company. I don't care. Yeah. Somebody needs lunch. I need to go run an errand and go get something. We need something for the shop. As long as I don't have to drive the truck, we're good. You <laughs> yeah. know, if I don't have to move the trailer, I'm fine. So, yeah, we just, it's just, it's a very collaborative Mm -hmm. environment. What do you need help with? Cool. Let me help you with that. So when did Goldman, when did the program 
come in for you? And were you both able to to go, do it together, or no, was it was just me? Yeah. Um. So I did the program. I graduated in April of twenty one. Um. The way that I found out about it is I had gone on a I did like a podcast video thing for um a a guy, uh, Brad Clark, um, and got David on. We were both talking about it. And he's like, you know, what's the hardest part about running your business? And I was like, oh, it's the books. It's the financials. I'm like, ah, marketing, I got. Going from running a UX consulting business where it's just me and my computer to a a V company where you've got cost of goods sold and you've got people you have to pay and just like. Mm -hmm. Depreciation of equipment. Yeah, yeah. No idea. So um, a former client of mine on the UX side reached out to me and he was like, you need to do the Goldman Sachs program. And I was like, I I never heard of this, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was totally just like a knee jerk reaction. We had just gone through the SBA loan application process Mm. to purchase our warehouse. And so I had about 80 percent of everything that you need to apply for the Goldman Sachs program. It's already done. So, yeah. you know, he's like, boop, 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 apply. I had no idea what I was getting into, honestly. <laughs> the call. Um, yeah, a good way. A yeah. good call. Then um did the interview. And I what I remember about the interview is I was talking about, like, I just I just need to learn how to do the finances. I need to learn more about that. Mm-hmm. And the one of the people on the, the interview was like, why don't you just hire an accountant? And I'm like, friend, I have an accountant. But I need to know what's going on. Yeah. And um, I it was around, it was in December, and I was sitting in the car with my husband outside of my son's Taekwondo school, and I got the call from Paul. <laughs> Welcome. You've been accepted. And again, I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's how I got into the program, how I found out about it. Word of mouth is, is mm-hmm. so powerful for the program. It was amazing. And yeah, what was like pre, what changed in your business? What was going in versus coming out? At, it, everything about the financials, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my, I got, I got so many stories, but one of my favorite stories is when I took the books to the accountant that year, um, he was like, looks like somebody's been watching some YouTube videos. And I was like, no, no, no. Deb Pervin. Yeah. Taught yeah. me everything I need to know. Yes. So, yeah, d- the finances. I really love the part about, um, like, what type of leader are you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I still lean into it that this day because um, my brother and I are opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, I'm an expressive and he's I don't remember what he is, but um Yin and yang. Yeah. And it works. It works. I love that one, too, because I was I thought I was broken. Like I was like, well, there's something wrong with me because, you know, my Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I was like the bull, whatever. Like, I'll just I will get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And that's like I will make that happen. But I always was like, I'm so aggressive. Like, I'm so like, get it done. And I'm like, (laughs) something's wrong with me. But I'm like, no, we need me's in the world. Like, Mm -hmm. otherwise, every nothing would get done. Yeah. and yeah, it's not, I love that one it's too. It's not for everybody. I've definitely had some clients who are turned off by my like yeah. big personality and my use of hyperbole and <laughs> you know my weird references to science fiction. You know, they're like, we don't like Kate. I'm like, that's cool. It's cool. Pass you off to somebody who exactly. can help you get your stuff done. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um, what changed? Like just the financials. Anything else in your bit? Like obviously, even it sounds like 
making decisions change too, like even buying that thing. Coming yeah. coming out of it, uh, that's when my title switched. That's when I was like, I'm taking over as president. Um, mostly it was because we need to go after the WeBank certification. Yeah. yeah. Being a woman-owned AV business gives us a leg up against the men-owned AV businesses, mm -hmm. which is almost all of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's kind of where we're at now. We got our certification in July, and so now I'm kind of like putting the logo on everything yes. and trying to get, you know, do a little song and dance. Hey, supplier or vendors, we're here. We are ready to be your woman-owned supplier, help you make your supplier diversity quotas, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there's government contracts and all sorts of stuff that you guys could leverage for big events, too, with WeBank. Yeah. How was the process for you? Um, again, because I had done the SBA thing, because I had done um, 10KSB, 75% of the paperwork was done. Right. Um, so that was nice. Great. Um, it actually took us two tries to do it um, because the bylaws that had been written for the original business had been amended to put me as president and mom and I as the majority owners, but some not all the language had been updated. And so we we're like, oh, fine. So we went through it twice. But if you know what you're doing yeah. and you like kind of like we've learned today, what we do is is it's an invisible industry and not a lot of people understand it. Not a lot of people appreciate it. Right. Um, so kind of explaining that as part of the process um, was a fun, fun learning experience for um, even when we started the SBA loan process, like our loan officer was like, you guys do what now? Yeah. <laughs> um, but. He actually um, came to our beginning of the year board meeting because he has to do like a site visit every 18 months or something like that. I'm like, we're having a board meeting. Come on down, hang out with us. He was super impressed with, you know, how we were running the business, how we were running the meeting, you know, setting our goals for the year, talking about what we want to do, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a awesome. thankless job. It's like one of those jobs that nobody you're you're behind the scenes until something goes wrong and then you're like forefront, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. everybody takes you for granted. It's like, "Oh, it ran so smoothly." You know, everything I, you don't even notice. <laughs> <Meanwhile. Obviously. laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So what's next for you guys? <sighs> what is next for us? Um we are so new this year is we are the AV sponsor for Party Fest, which mm. is like a big uh event company trade show oh. will be at Dallas Market Hall um, at the end of August. Ooh, so that's fun. kind of like our next big thing. Um, super excited to get to really network with other event vendors in the area. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we don't work directly with companies. We work with their like um, they might hire an event planner or something like that. So we need to make friends with those types of people so they can say, oh, I need a projector and a screen or we're going to have a band. So we need da, 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 da. Let's call Kana Studios. Yeah, love that. Yeah. All right. You want to do rapid fire? Yes. Actually, rapid before fire. that, I really want to ask who's the who's your favorite that you guys have set up for that you've gotten to watch? And my absolute favorite band in the whole world is Plain White Tees. Oh. Um, my brother and I actually, we probably saw them three times in the early 2000s, like when he was still in high school and I was in college. Um, the only concert I've ever taken my husband to that's not like a work show was Plain White Tees. Mm -hmm. 
in 2019, we had the plain white tees on our stage. Oh, my, oh gosh. my gosh. And were they cool? Like, were they like... I stay as far away from the talent as possible. Oh, really? I did not. I did not go to the green room. I did not meet them. I did not do anything. I just, I don't want that veil of yeah. their personalities to be broken. I just want them to remain awesome. I love that. But... <laughs> Do you kind of regret it a little no. bit? I wish you would not have. At all. Yeah. Not at all. A high okay. five or a guitar pick yeah. or something. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> okay. I had Fair. to play my tees on, on my stage. That's that's what it is. And I um, <laughs> you know, and this was at Austin College, so it was a very small, intimate show, and I sat back up in the the rafters up in the auditorium yeah. by myself, just singing my heart out. It was it was amazing. That's okay. so cool. All right. It. That that works. Yeah. Um, okay. So your favorite beverage? Uh, I am good for a glass of wine. <laughs> the drier, the better. Okay. But yes. Awesome. Um, the best advice you've ever been given? So when I started my entrepreneurial journey, my aunt, who has also been a business owner forever, she reached out to me and she said, don't let this take over your life. It can very easily, you know, just you just work 24 seven. Mm -hmm. um, that has always resonated with me. The the good, bad thing about it is that um, when I started my journey, my life was very time boxed by I have to drop the kid off. I have to go pick the kid up. I have to be mom. I have this very small amount of time to work. Then I then I have the pleasure of being mom. Mm -hmm. Then when the kid goes to bed, you know, then I can work some more. So that is probably the best advice that I got oh, when yeah. I started this journey. I mean, not a lot of people say that. Though no. the, 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 it's the opposite. It's like work as hard as you can, put on all the hours, so, you'll catch up. You're so great. You know, you're right. And then all of a sudden, you're like ten years down the line. You're like, where did it all go? Yeah. Uh, dinner with anyone? Who would it be? So I would love to have dinner with. Um, the tour manager for either like Taylor Swift, yeah. Ed Sheeran, Garth Brooks, Pink. Like I have seen the production that they've been putting on and those are like week-long builds to, you know, to put that stage on at AT&T Stadium or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. So I would love to just pick their brains about yeah. the logistics of it. Just everything thinking back because you went Take to taylor yeah yeah like we went we showed up we were like this was fantastic three and a half hours and you're like wait so many days oh. and people and time and that stage that's yeah how it all goes well, together she jumps in and yeah. like all the mm -hmm. all of it the fire oh my gosh i'm yeah my mind is blown right now um your morning routine so this kind of actually feeds into the next question too <laughs> um i'm gonna tell you my whole day routine yes. because it definitely feeds into you know like what we just talked about mm -hmm. like 24 7 you can do your job so um around easter my sister-in-law recommended this book that she was reading called nora goes off script Never it's a that. it's a it's a romance you know it's oh, it's oh. a feel good okay. you know summer read and in this book nora talks about her schedule She's a, she's a writer. She's, a, she's like a screenwriter. And she is, and then she was a single mom. So her, her, morning, her routine is she gets up early and watches the sunrise on the porch, you know, with a cup of coffee. And, you know, depending on what time of year it is, you know, she's all bundled up or whatever. Then she gets the kids to school. From 8 to 9, she exercises. From 9 to 10, she cleans up, uh, showers, gets dressed, um, you know, does little things around the house. From 10 to 2, she writes. From 2 to 2.45, she takes a nap. 
three o'clock, she picks up her kids. And then the rest of the day is, you know, with the kids. They watch Wheel of Fortune. Kids go to bed. She has a glass of wine on the patio. That's her day. So I have leaned into that schedule. And I love this. Yes. Yes. Like, it's amazing. (laughs) So, like, on a normal day when I'm, you know, not at the podcast studio at 9 a.m., I will, my boys will go to school, to work. And so from like 7.30 to 8, I try to sit outside, get some morning sun. Um, you know, I'll listen to a book. I'll doom scroll on Instagram. Um, I might weed the front garden. You know, I just I try to be outside. Yeah. Um, if it's really hot, then, I, you know, I don't move. But um, <laughs> enjoy my coffee, get some morning sunlight. Um, from 8 to 9, I try to do some sort of physical activity. Um, 9 to 10, shower, get dressed, do the dishes, maybe if I'm feeling like it. Usually from like 10 to 3 or 10 to 4, that's my work day. I try to, you know, none of this getting up at 5 a.m. and running three miles and then doing, you know, my meditation journey. All that, no, I want to work as little as possible. I like it. And then depending on meetings and things like that, when I end my day, I might go sit on the patio and have a glass of wine and read for 30 minutes before I go pick up my son or I might go to home goods and do some dopamine shopping you know <laughs> that's like me time and then once I pick my son up from school it just all hell breaks loose and we might have scouts taekwondo who knows what's going on so that's I like it though it's very intentional yeah, yeah absolutely and I I like leaning into the schedule because it it keeps me from just being like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Also, it keeps me from going and sitting at my desk at 730 and not getting up until five because I will absolutely do that. Yeah. Right. I have all it's funny because I used to I just recently realized I've commuted for the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. an hour here, an hour there, two hours. I used to live in San Diego and drive to LA. This is the first time that my commute is literally 15 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, what have I been missing? (laughs) Weeks of your life. Yeah. Literally every year. Yeah. And I'm, so when someone's like, oh, do you want to go up here? I'm like, no, because I'm, I'm, I understand why people stay in, you know, in, the, in their prospective areas is because there is so much value in their time and their time is not want to be in the car. Yeah. I thought that would made me successful because I was going to the good job. I was taking my time and going and doing the extra work. It's like, no, that's that's one of the reasons I started my UX consulting business was because in order to get a good UX job in Dallas, I would have to drive to Plano Frisco or Addison or Mm -hmm. downtown and that that's an hour each way yeah and that's an hour of my now I don't I don't mind like you know being in the car listening to my book I can make it as hot or cold as I want to you know I can listen to my music as loud as I want when I'm by myself however yeah that's it's an hour away from my family away from doing what I want to do it's 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 a waste of my life so yeah (sighs) I'm going to, you wrote that down, right? That <laughs> yes. Down. Okay. So what are you reading? So the, the, the expected answer should be, I'm reading this business book. That, no, no. I tend to stick, I read a lot. Like I'm on like maybe book 50 for the year, but I, I'm very strict about staying in the romance category because, <laughs> you know, 
life sucks. I work really hard and I just want to escape. I've got a stack of to be read that are like business books that I should be reading. But no, right now I'm reading uh, Not Your Ex's Hex. It's a it's a feel good romance book about witches and shifters and demons and it's good for your marriage too. I yeah. bet you your husband appreciates those books. Much <laughs> than books. <laughs> a little Fifty Shades he, of Grey. He, he doesn't want to have a he doesn't want to have a, a conversation about leadership skills. You know? <laughs> if that isn't the best advice <laughs> from this podcast, I don't know what yeah. it is. Because we everybody's reading a business book. Yeah. No. no yeah. I guarantee no. you my husband's not appreciating Because <laughs> you're doing that same thing. Yeah. And, Let's talk about and leadership. Yeah. Every, every New Year's, my resolution is I'm going to read more business books and I'm going to yeah. listen to more podcasts and I'm going to, you know, nah, it lasts for maybe a book. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, back to my romance, romance fantasy, fantasy, whatever. But you almost get, because of the amount of like volunteer work and the amount of that you're involved with the community, you almost get the business book information from having these conversations. The other thing is like, I've, I've thought about this like many times, the lessons that I have learned, the business lessons that I have learned from some of these books are absolutely invaluable. Yeah. Um, like I read one many, many years ago and it was about this kid in college and he would throw these great parties um, for, you know, all the movers and shakers at his house. And at like 10 o'clock, he'd go in his room and he'd shut the door and just be done with it. But the fact that he threw the party and he was, you know, rubbing elbows and, you know, doing all that stuff paid off later in his adult career when he needed to lean into those people. And I'm like, why didn't I do that in college? Yeah. So I didn't know about it. But. Be the person, the gatherer. There's yeah. There's a lot of power to being the gatherer. Yeah. It's very clever. Uh, top bucket list item. Um, I really, really, really want to see the Aurora Borealis in person. Mm. Yes. I've been close. Um, we were in Michigan one summer and we are on the wrong side of the the hand. We were over here or Aurora Borealis was happening over here. Mm. But the next day we were over here. Oh. But it was cloudy. Um, then, like, I've been to Alaska, but it was the wrong time of year because it was summer and the sun was out all the time. So I want to see the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. Love that. And what's a guilty pleasure? Uh, reading. Sitting yes. on the patio, reading. Yeah. Or just being outside. That's that's my jam. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, Kate, if somebody wanted to find out more about you and your company, where's the best place for them to go? Oh, just Google Caden Studios and we will be all the places we are, um, you know, we're on all the social media channels. We're not on TikTok or Snapchat because I'm too old for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just posting pictures of, of the cool stuff that we get to do, um, you know, some of the, the cool pictures that I take. Um, Caden Studios TX dot com is our website. I'm on LinkedIn. All the good stuff. All right. Awesome. And all that will be on our notes page over at first arrive, last to leave.com. Thanks so much for joining us, yeah, Kate. Yes. Thank you. You guys are welcome. <laughs>